Welcome, you're listening to the Spa Business Mastery Podcast, a place for team and solo spa owners to learn how to scale their business growth and impact by implementing thriving systems and strong leadership. Welcome to the Spa Business Mastery Podcast. My name is Delia Taylor, and today is a very special day for me because I have Kirsten Foss here with me. (laughs) And what we're talking about today on today's podcast is something that you know, it has come up a lot uh, for a lot of spa owners that we work with. And it's where podcast is why your spa e-commerce store is falling behind competitors and how you can catch up. So here's the scenario. You've built a e-commerce platform on your website, but there have been zero sales ever since it went live. And you're probably thinking, what the heck? (laughs) You thought that everybody was going to be shopping online and now you're wondering where everybody is. And so we wanted to put this podcast together because we know that e-commerce is a huge part of uh, the spot industry's business. And we want to help you to reveal why your e-commerce is crickets. And the one thing that we've noticed with our spot owner clients when they come to us for e-commerce support is that the biggest piece is they really don't truly understand that selling online actually requires a whole different set of sales and strategies and digital tools. Sure does. Sure does. <laughs> like it, and it's kind of one of those things where you know spa owners just make the assumption that if I build an e-commerce site, they will come, and right. my regular clients will just buy online, and mm-hmm. new clients will find me, and they will buy my products, and they are so frustrated and disappointed when they put all that all that work together, and like you said, it's still crickets. And it ends up becoming kind of like what a lot of spa websites <laughs> are doing. And they're end up coming, becoming these kind of static online brochures around mm-hmm. and sales tools. Yeah. So here's what you, dear spawner, spa owner, may not have realized about e-commerce. There's two pieces to this. The first thing is that e-commerce is its own revenue stream. It's like having another business in your business and it needs to be looked at and treated like its own business including like its own marketing strategy it ha- it needs its own tech tools that you wouldn't need um, in spa or in clinic and those tech tools are always evolving um, you need ongoing nurturing for e-commerce sales um, that is separate from your in spa business so you may not have realized that and that even just that information that e-commerce is a very separate beast, different beast than your spa business, mm-hmm. even just knowing that might help you kind of give yourself a little bit of grace and say, oh, okay, maybe this is why things are not working. I didn't understand that piece. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's kind of one of those things where you putting together your e-commerce site, you might've thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to make, you know, my spa business so much easier. Things are going to be automated. People can order. I can just like pack it up, ship it off. Um, but <laughs> now that you've had your e-commerce up for a bit and nothing's happening, um, you know, it, you thought it was going to be earning easier for you, but it is absolutely not. <laughs> And maybe it's like doing things that are actually making things a lot more difficult (laughs) for you in the long run, right? Absolutely. So Delia and I compiled a little list of uh, e-commerce best practices that we'd like you to uh, grab a pen and paper and write these down because it will act like a little checklist for you to help 
kind of do this initial assessment to see, okay, what could actually be missing um, from my e-commerce website. So the first thing, um, and this is a bit of a, um, I don't know, a kind of a, a, a big topic within e-commerce and that is the consumer experience or the consumer journey through e-commerce. And the biggest piece about that is knowing how to reduce friction for consumers to buy. Mm -hmm. And this is hard for spot owners because they're not, you know, website marketing strategists. And so you wouldn't necessarily know how to identify where the friction is. So for example, we have a, a, a client and when we first met her, her website, um, when you go into the nav bar, when you get to services, it was, very confusing like every service had its own page and as a new consumer that's a lot of friction because I don't know where to go you know mm -hmm. the body stuff was put together with like skin like it was just very confusing so that's an example of like friction for consumer and if your e-commerce has that kind, same kind of friction in terms of the consumer doesn't really know where to go how to pick mm -hmm. you're not making it easy for them they'll just click off and and go uh, the other piece uh, that we want you to know is, of course, you're going to have to have a separate, separate payment processor than your in-spa payment processor. So now you have two payment processors that you need to balance, okay? Not just one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? And so take over the rest. Yeah, sure. I was going to say one of the um, one of the biggest pieces too that we that we hear is it's going to be a separate inventory management. So if you're already struggling with in-spa inventory management. Um, you know, you have to be able to understand and know how to utilize a online inventory management. And that can be uh, super expensive because there are often plugins that you have to put in so that it connects to your spa in spa CRM so that you're not, you know, selling online and your inventory is off on your um, on your uh, booking site. <laughs> so those those uh, plugins can be super expensive. They can be glitchy. Um, we've had it where, you know, um, we're trying to connect a CRM to a online shop and they just don't communicate with each other. Um, so and even, and even us knowing how to do a lot of this backend techie stuff. Yeah. I know that you were on tech support with both like the, the CRM and the, um, I think it was Shopify. It was Shopify and, and Timely. Yeah. Yeah. They were both pointing fingers at each other. It's Timely's yeah. problem. It's Shopify's problem. And we're kind of stuck, right? <laughs> and we're stuck in their, in, you know, at their kind of, <laughs> we're stuck with, with what they can give us. So, um, you know, just consider that you will likely have a separate inventory management system that you're going to have to uh, be able to come up with and manage. Um, you're going to have to understand, you know, the tech behind it and be able to keep an eye on it. Um, one of the other um, things that you might not have thought about is an online chat feature. So that would be something where, um, you know, you've probably seen chat features on other websites where consumer can get a quick answer. Those are really great tools to, because clients, when they're on your site, they want an answer right away. Um, they don't want to have to wait for somebody to get back to them. So if you have a, ch a chat feature, um, then you can give quick answers. You can help guide that, um, you know, purchasing decision a little bit easier um, and give them a little bit of confidence in, in their purchases. Um, another part is um, print material. Uh, so when you have um, your social media posts, right? So 
We want to make sure that your print material um, with products have a, a call to action for posting on social media. Um, now for that print material, there's, um, I just lost my thought there. That's okay. I'll pick it up. So the print material is, um, <laughs> this is why Delia and I work together. Work well together. <laughs> she knows what I'm going to say. Kind of, so. of that age where sometimes, you know, things just go out of our mind and I've got too many thoughts in my yeah. head. <laughs> um, so with print material, what we're referring to is when you ship your products that you have, um, like a lot of times companies will create almost like a postcard size of print material that has, you know, thank you for your purchase. Welcome to blah, blah, blah. Um, maybe some initial directions, but then there's a very clear call to action to uh, love your products, take a pic and uh, post it on social and tag us. And that is what also helps you for a spa brand to kind of break into other uh, areas of social media, because then you're the, the person who is posting, their friends are going to see it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Whereas their friends may not have seen uh, kind of your general social media posts. So having that print material um, for a, a specific call to action to post on social media is really helpful to kind of have that systematized, right? For kind of reviews and social proof. The other print material um, is you likely want to have um, like almost like a little skincare prescription if you're selling skincare so that they have something they can put in their bathroom and refer to uh, really easily when they're just first getting started with their skincare routine. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Kirsten. That was <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then uh, one of the other things you want to consider is mobile optimization. Now, most websites are mobile optimized. And what we mean by that is that you know, it can convert properly into an iPhone or an Android uh, so that things aren't cut off and images aren't aren't wonky. You want to make sure that the uh, desktop is going to be optimized so that I think what we see today, um, we had we were looking at one of our analytics and it was all um, Apple users, yeah. 80, 86 percent. Yeah, we were like, actually we were looking at the podcast analytics. Oh, we were looking at our podcast. 80 analytics. percent of the uh, listeners use an Apple phone. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So you want to make sure that when they're looking at their phone, that they can be able to navigate through. Um, again, I would say, I would say most websites are. Uh, are, are mobile optimized, but yeah. you just definitely want to check. Double check optimization because some are a little clunky. I've worked with a few that can be a little clunky and they actually need their own separate design for mobile, which, you know, who's got time for that? So which, do, you, um, do you remember which site uh, platform that would, was on? That was, um, I want to say Flowdesk. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I could be wrong, but that, that's, uh, that's what, which one it was. Um, all right. So also with uh, one thing that you want to consider is SEO. So SEO is super, super important, uh, not only for, um, you know, online consumers uh, to be able to understand, like you want to make sure that what you're writing is SEO optimized so that Google can pick that up and expand your ranking on the search results, right? So those it's are adding. Yeah. And you want, because what's that's doing with your e-commerce is it's helping your e-commerce pages rank on Google, rank higher, just your yeah. general website. It's the e-commerce yeah. pages to get ranking. So you want to make sure that you've got um, specific keywords in there. You'll need to do some keyword research, make sure that there's specific keywords in there that are going to be optimized. And also so that um, 
you know, you've got enough info on that page that Google can pick it up because there is a guideline of how many words uh, should be on there. Um, but you also want to make sure that your consumers understand what the, you know, products are that you're talking about. Um, and then what else have we got? We've got low quality images. So we, we see a lot of low quality images and these can be, you know, uh, non-pro, like you can still take great pics with your iPhone, right? But a lot of times we see pictures that are blurry, um, they're cluttered, you know, they don't have enough of a, a visual that people are going to be drawn to. Um, or, or the lighting, it's just dark. Lighting, and we're yep. talking about like the product bottles, you know, the, the actual bottle image of the bottle that shows up on that product page. Mm -hmm. So you'll notice if you've done any research that, you know, some, um, some spas, you, you can't really see the image super crisp. You want a super crisp image. Yeah. Maybe something happened in the file upload and it got compressed mm -hmm. like that. Those are really important things to investigate because images like we know with social media, it gives us messages faster than what our brain can pick up in terms of reading. So if, you... if images are grainy or they're dark or they just don't measure up to like a big beauty brand kind of mm -hmm. commerce pages, you are really doing yourself a disservice. It is yeah. absolutely, um, it's, it's kneecapping your e-commerce. Because when you have that low quality, then that's going to be what people are perceiving it as, right? So... Um, and, even, and even with images, like low quality images, like not having enough um, kind of their own pro picks done yes. of maybe it's a flat lay of the, of, you know, a certain, you know, a bundle of skincare bottles, mm -hmm. um, you know, not just kind of like a picture of the bottle that's been all cropped out and it's a product pick, but pictures that you can use in your marketing that look pretty and look compelling. And also ones that are humanized, right? So you can still have, um, you know, a single product shot, but it's also good to have multiple images that, you know, somebody's holding the product in their hand or they're applying it to their, to their face, right? So um, I, I, I kind of want to give, um, you know, an example of where they can see this kind of thing. And I, I'd like to give them Lila and Flint's website. Uh, we did their homepage and we did a lot of optimization, um, on their on their products as well mm -hmm. um, and so that way you can see what we're talking about in terms of image quality yeah. um, some of them are stock photos but a lot of them are her pro pics that she yeah. uh, paid a photographer to do and they look beautiful they're beautiful but you know and she does regular photo shoots as yes. well right which is really important because you want to make sure that you've got you know enough images and updated images as well um, and then that goes into, um, you know, social media. So you can, you want to make sure that you have a specific focus on your e-commerce when you're posting to social media. Um, so, you know, focusing on your monthly features and directing it to your e-commerce store. Um, even just sharing that, you know, you now have, or maybe you've already had, but just sharing that, you know, you can make purchases online, making that, um, you know, customer experience even easier for them, right? Um, and one of another Im super important, super, super, super important, I can't stress this enough, is social proof. Social proof can be anything from, you know, reviews on site, before and afters on social media, 
Um, you know, but it's important to get those uh, reviews from your customers who are already doing business with you, who already know, like, and trust you. Um, and you can put those reviews. There's uh, different apps that, again, they're, they're, there's a bit of tech to this as well. Um, so there's plugins that you can get for your website that will uh, link um, uh, kind of an automation email to your reviews and you can send off emails and they can directly review those products right on your site. So when other people are coming to purchase, they've already got, I don't, I don't know about you, but I look at anytime I'm buying something online and I can't actually physically touch it. And I'm going to go and look and see what other people are saying about it. And, you know, I take it with a grain of salt because there's always going to be a couple that might not be a five-star review, but look at all the reviews, um, and and that will give you a better a better um, a better idea of what you can expect. Um, one of the other pieces is pricing and value perception. So again, it goes back to your copy uh, and your images. So you want to make sure that your images are of high quality, and you want to make sure that what you're writing about um, your products actually brings value to the client. So meaning we're talking about what's in it for them. We're talking about um, you know, how can this product help to solve their problems? Um, we want to point out what it can help resolve, right? So we want to we want to make sure that um, the perceived value is is strong enough that the clients are going to look at it, be able to understand and know what it is that they're that they're getting into, and they'll make that purchase. And I think a big part of that when you're doing writing copy for uh, a product description. And, and what you were saying is, is focusing, not just focusing on the ingredients, like, like the, what is in there, hmm. but how it works, how, how it works. works. And, you know, if you want examples of this, like you don't need to reinvent the wheel, go check out big skincare companies like eminence, like, mm -hmm. you know, like uh, Dermalogica, like, like they all have these aspects on their e-commerce um, platforms. So and you don't need to reinvent the wheel, but you do need to keep up with what big beauty is um, doing because consumers get trained online about how to purchase. So you kind of need to play along with it, um, but go just check it out and see that there's usually three different tabs in um, a product page. One of them is, you know, key ingredients. One of them is how to use, and one of them is the benefits. Benefits, and you'll also notice that um, each product has the same layout, right? So you're not going to get different, you know, uh, descriptions from you know one product to the next. You're you're going to know exactly. I can go on this tab to get this. I can go on this tab to you know learn this. Um, likely, if you have your review set up, there'll also be the review section right there, um, so people can see it. Um, what else have we got? Automated our... emails. Automated yes. emails. This is the big piece that um, a lot of spa owners just don't even think about. Like it doesn't even register on their, you know, needs to happen. But it's having uh, those automated emails that are often set up in in like Shopify's and WooCommerce. But you have to you have to uh, turn them on. Mm -hmm. So abandoned cart emails. Uh, follow-up emails after a, a new client has purchased. I actually just ordered uh, a new pair of glasses online uh, last this week, and I really appreciated their email sequence as a new consumer because mm. every at every step, you know, so they gave me a, a purchase confirmation, and then they gave me a, sent me another email that we've received your uh, prescription, and we've looked at it. Everything looks okay, and you know, this is what's happening in the next few days. 
So I, I felt really good about spending, you know, a good chunk of money on things I hadn't even touched <laughs> my glasses um, because they're, they're nurture sequence after I purchased. Uh, you felt cared for, right? I felt very cared for. Like they were, I'm not going to be kind of lost in the thousands of people that are ordering. Even so, though it was automated, <laughs> it was totally very automated. personalized, right? Yeah. It was just how it was written. It was written in a very uh, more casual tone and, yeah. but it, it hit all of those strategies that mm -hmm. a consumer needs and doesn't even know they need. <laughs> um, and then we've got re-engagement emails. Um, those, so those are, if a, a, a consumer hasn't purchased in like four months, hey, we've missed you. Um, review emails, automated review emails. Uh, I'm sure you guys all get these kinds of emails when you buy stuff online. Mm -hmm. So it needs to be mimicked in your own e-commerce. There's, there's a reason why everybody do, does these tactics e-commerce because it works. and they work that's that's you know that's the thing they work so <laughs> um what else have we got we've got paid ads. and then the last oh, thing oh, is oh, to sorry. consider yeah consider paid ads um you know i think a lot of times spas are like well my clients know i have an e-commerce store but nobody's really buying from it like how do i break out of my like clientele list type of thing but do they know that's the other question <laughs> do they actually know because we can assume, and I think I've said this before, and this isn't about product specifically, but it's about service. And when I was in the trenches in the spa, um, I was the gel nail girl, right? I loved skincare, all things skin, but I did a great set of nails and I had clients back to back every, you know, coming every two weeks for their fills. So everybody always saw me sitting at my desk doing nails and nobody else, nobody assumed that I did anything else, but that including my clients, because my one client ended up booking a sugaring hair removal appoint, uh, treatment with one of my coworkers. <laughs> and I was like, well, why'd she do that? <laughs> well, cause she didn't know. And so I assumed that she did because I'm an esthetician that she knew that I do all these things. They actually don't know. They have no idea. Unless so for sure, make sure that if you have a team that you are talk that the team is talking about, hey, you know, if you can't pop in to pick up your product, it's super easy to just go online and purchase. So having those in-spot conversations, we can't stress enough that that's a huge part of your marketing is in-spot conversations. Mm -hmm. But if you can't, even with that, if, if it's still, you're finding it difficult to break out of kind of who you got already you will need to look at investing in paid ads. And we know the bigger companies for sure, they invest a, a good chunk of money into paid ads because it generates leads and it generates sales. So we understand a lot of spa owners don't have the budget uh, for paid ads. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not something we would recommend you just throw money at before doing all of the other things, yes. all the other tactics for your e-commerce. So, um, Paid ads is usually the last thing that we are recommending you do. Uh, Got to clean up your system before you start throwing money and getting people to try to fill your funnel. Mm -hmm. yeah, for sure. So um, go ahead, Delia. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so you know we uh, we have been referring to you know Big Beauty does this, Big Beauty does that. You can compete with Big Beauty. You know, because we don't want you to feel like just because you're like a solo spa business or you consider your your team spa team business to be not be big enough. Um, you know, you really when you open up an e-commerce uh, shop, you really are 
competing with big beauty. That's just the way it is. And I don't want you to think for a minute that you can't compete with big beauty because you 100% can. And I, and I want to tell you why. But first, if you are getting stuck in thinking, there's no way I can compete with big beauty, I, I, <laughs> I invite you to um, maybe do a little digging into imposter syndrome. Okay. Cause that, that is another place that can really kneecap us and our success is just mm -hmm. saying, Oh, I can't do that. But who am I to do that? I'm going to tell you, you are the person to do it. <laughs> and here's why. And here's how big beauty can't compete with you. Mm -hmm. um, you can compete on one-on-one -on -one connection and, uh, you know, a strictly online business or a big beauty brand can't compete with one-on-one -on -one connection. Like you can. Um, you know, even going into a Sephora and having, you know, if somebody was helping, it's not the same as a highly skilled and knowledgeable esthetician or skin therapist, right? So when you are able to provide one-on-one -on -one connection, you're building real relationships and Lord knows, you know, one thing that we've learned during the pandemic is that we really need our connections, now, I'm not saying that they need to come see you in person. We can still nurture those connections um, online via email, maybe quick calls, maybe skin coaching, uh, skin coaching calls. But please remember that that is one of your superpowers is that one-on-one mm -hmm. -on -one connection. The other superpower is your experience and your expertise. You provide customized skincare um, that actually yields results long-term. So, um, you know, it's very difficult for big beauty to compete with that. Mm -hmm. um, and that consumer now has a real person touch point through their skincare journey that you will be nurturing through your automated emails and your one-on-one -on -one emails that you connect with them. So kind of to wrap things up, with your e-commerce, you've already done a lot of work in the setup and you know, we really wanted to shine a light on what maybe you just didn't know and, and which is why you're not doing it. <laughs> so um, once you've gone through the list, if you need to listen to this again to write down what our uh, best practices list was, go ahead, go ahead and do that. But go through that list and make sure you are doing all of those things. You need a whole ecosystem to ensure that your e-commerce mm -hmm. is generating revenue. The same mm -hmm. with your spa business, in-clinic spa business. You now have to look at yourself as I have two businesses, <laughs> two separate businesses. Uh, and each needs its own uh, marketing ecosystem and client care system. Yeah, right. Yeah. And um, one of, well, one of the biggest things I was going to say for e-commerce, like it can be such a powerful tool when everything is all working synergistically together you've got your whole ecosystem because not only can you like you can expand your reach you can generate more revenue beyond your physical location um, and you're also providing your your install clients with more convenient ways to do business with you right um, so they can shop their favorite products online. They can still come in and see you for your services, but know that if they've run out of something, they don't have to run into the spa. They can, they can just shop online and they'll get it shipped out to them. Um, so that's really, I mean, the e-commerce is, is a very powerful tool under the right, um, uh, kind of strategy. And 
So if you are struggling with your e-commerce and you really want to make a big impact on it um, and you need to find out what's missing from your e-commerce revenue stream, if you haven't um, you know, gone through our list of, of uh, things that should be happening, then you can um, reach out to us and we will give you an audit to find out what's missing from your spa e-commerce. We would be happy to take a look at it and uh, give you some feedback for where you can fill in some of those holes that might be missing. Absolutely. Um, I mean, we we both know uh, we've worked with a lot of spa owners. We've been spa owners before ourselves. So we understand that, you know, in spa entrepreneurship, there's so many pieces to look at. And this is not your area of expertise. Yeah. So let us get our eyeballs on it. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the audit, we'll give you a little list of recommendations. Um, you're not in any way. Um, you know, committed to work with us, you can take that list and work on it on your own. We mm-hmm. just want to see spa owners feeling more confident about their e-commerce and also taking um, taking action that actually works to move them in the right direction. So yeah. if you would like us to do an audit, um, hit us up with an email. Uh, you can actually send this one to Delia at uh, KirstenFoss.com, D-E-L-I-A. Um, or you can DM us on any of our social networks and um, yeah, we'd be happy to take a look. Absolutely. So that is it. That's it for us for the Spa Business Mastery podcast, our marketing with Delia. And Thanks for will- joining me today, Kirsten. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you'll see me in a few weeks to talk about a spa business or leadership topic. We'll see you then. Awesome. Bye.